Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now your host, Mark Stoner. Hello, welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. This week, I want to talk about the biggest mistake I see people make uh, in their marketing and it's a simple one, but it's made over and over and over again. This week, I want to—I got an email from a gentleman. He he owns a towing company, and he wrote me a very nice email. By the way, if you want to email me, it's mark at markstoner.com. And let me know what you think. Let me know what you might be having problems with, what you would like me to talk about. Uh, or any insight that you, if I talked about a subject, if you've got some feedback, I'd love to hear it. And I'd like to add it to the show and say, you know, this person said, think about this or think about that. I want it to be as open as possible. But this gentleman, his name is Ryan. He owns a uh, truck, uh, truck towing and recovery business. And uh, they've had a, a successful towing, trucking business. I've read your book. I've listened to your podcast and I really enjoy both. A topic I would like to hear more about is sales and marketing strategies in our type of industries. We're struggling with coming up with a clear marketing plan for our business. We mainly deal with B2B customers, trucking fleets, construction companies, etc. We ask ourselves, do we need to hire someone that handles outside sales? Should we see our top excuse me, should we see our top 20 customers quarterly? Should we do an open house, etc.? I've read the chapter on your book that covers this topic several times. I like how you give exact examples of what your business does. So first of all, thank you for the email. <clears throat> and a couple things I'd like to address right off the bat. He says sales and marketing, and those are two very, very different topics. So I think what he means to start with is mostly marketing, but I think I could probably do a couple of podcasts on both clearly. Uh, and I, I don't want to cover sales right now because um, I do want to co cover that by itself, but I really do want to talk about marketing and how we do it and maybe how you can think about it and look at it in your own business. So first of all, um, his question was, should you hire someone? And there's a great possibility you should. Now, right off the bat, when you're starting off, you probably can't afford to hire someone. And most all of us do our own marketing to begin with. But the way marketing has changed over the years, it is very complex. And it really is its own thing. And you would be better off as you grow to get someone else to do at least a big part of it. But let's just talk about that really quickly. Um, I've read a lot of books on marketing. In fact, I went to school for marketing uh, when I was at uh, Indian, Indiana University Southeast, and I like marketing. Uh, it, it's very interesting to me to figure out how I can do something to make people call me about my business. I first want to talk about some books that you should read and look at. And I know people listening to this are going to be at all different levels of business. So I'm just going to start from the very beginning. Um, there's a couple books I read early on, one by or two by Seth Godin. One is called Purple Cow. And he talks about really how to stand out as a business. 
And he also has a new one called This is Marketing. Seth has a great insight on how to market your business. So those are a couple books I really enjoy. When I very first started, gosh, you know, 30 years ago, I read a book by Jay Conrad Levinson, which is guerrilla marketing, and it's been made over and over again. And it's really how to market your business on a very small shoestring budget. The problem is, as we grow businesses, we kind of forget to do some of that guerrilla marketing. And even my business, uh, we have stepped back into doing more guerrilla marketing now than we did even recently where you, you know, just get out there and do some of the first things that worked, do them again, do them more of them. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. My friend Scott McCain has a book called Iconic, and it talks about how to make your business very different and stand out. And your people and the people will, you know, be the ones that uh, will be the ones that market your business for you because you're so amazing. And then lastly, a book called Blue Ocean Strategy. I talked about that before, how to make your business, you know, this gentleman was in towing, I'm in chimneys, you can be in painting, landscaping, you know, anything, that you know, roofing, all kinds of things that a lot of people are in, but how are you different? How can you make yourself different? So one of the first things I want to talk about, if you're already in business and you are looking to a new marketing strategy, the first thing is who are your current customers? You know, we do a study on our customers every every couple of months or every six months to, to, to 12 months. We go back through all of our customers and we have a data collection company that goes through all of them and helps us understand who they are, where they live, what zip codes are they, what level of education do they have, what household income do they have. And all these are data that is available publicly. And we hire a company that goes back through and tells us who our current customers are. And then we also target who should be our customer, who seems like they'd be a perfect customer, but they aren't our customer. So let me just talk about our current customers. I think the biggest mistake that people make is they do not market to their current customers hardly at all. It's like you become a customer of XYZ company and people don't even market back to them hardly at all once they've bought the services. Now, you know when you buy something on the internet, you get marketed to over and over. If you sign up for anything on the internet, they market you to death. Yet most service companies do very little for the customers who call, buy your product, buy your service, and then most people do almost nothing for that customer. They wait for them to call back. They may contact them one time a year and say, hey, it's time for your annual service, and that's a, that's mostly it for a lot of companies that I work for, I work with. So let me just talk to you about what we do for our current customers to start with. If you call my company and you want to do business with us, we uh, obviously take the call, we set up the service. We call you the day before the service to remind you that we're coming. And just and we also send out a text or email. We ask how you want to be contacted from the initial phone call. Most people still say phone. Some people say text. Some people say email. We so then we want to contact them from that point on in the way they want to be contacted. So we contact you the day before to remind you we're coming out. 
we come out and do the service. And then the next day, we call everyone. Now, my company does about three to 400 customers a week. So that's a lot of phone calls every day, 50, 60 phone calls outbound from my business to the customers that we took care of yesterday. And we asked them, was everything okay? Are you sure that we did a good job for you? Um, do you have any questions? Would you like to move forward with any of the work? And I know I covered a little bit of this on a past episode, but everyone gets a phone call afterwards. Then you get a thank you card. You get a thank you card in the mail within the next couple days. It says, thank you for letting us be your chimney company of choice. And then you're going to get probably three to five more postcards throughout the year that talks about other services that we provide. One of the biggest problems that most of you have or your customers have out there is they don't know all of the services you can provide for them. They know the one thing they called you for. And and many times you have other services you can provide that they didn't know that you did. But you think the customers know. They You think they should know. And in my business, just for example, let's just say we cleaned or inspected the chimney. Many times the people do not know that we can do all kinds of masonry work, that we do dryer vent cleaning, that we can do all types of repairs on the chimney. We've got a metal fabrication company that can do all types of custom metal work around the home. You know, on and on, we do outdoor kitchens, we do outdoor fire features, yet you may have only thought of us as a chimney company. Now think about your own business. What all do you provide that is more than, you know, what, what customers think of. I work with a lot of handyman, handyman companies and we consult with them. They are some of the people, customers have no idea all the things they can do. And each handyman has a different specialty that he's really good at. He may be good at trim carpentry. He may be good at painting or drywall finishing or electrical or plumbing or, you know, they all are different. So, you know, one of the things that I, uh, had for some of the handyman services that I consult with is a honeydew list, a checklist. When you walk in the door and let's just say they called you to hook up a ceiling fan, say, great, I'm here to hook up the ceiling fan. And here's a checklist. Here's a list of all the other things that I could do for you if you're interested. And, you know, you know, 20 different things that you could do. And if you're here, while I'm here doing the other work, if you think of anything that you might need help with, Let's go look at it and give you a price, see if we can fix it or take care of that for you. And many times the customer said, oh, yeah, I forgot. I didn't have any idea that you could help his landscape lighting or whatever there is. And so then that's just a way to make more, you know, customers really don't want to call a bunch of different people. They'd like to do business with you and make sure they buy all of your services that they can if you are a good service provider. So in my business... Our postcards go out throughout the year telling different things that we provide. Gas logs, outdoor kitchens, masonry work, dryer vent cleaning. And it just makes sure the customers know all the things we do. So that's the number one thing that everybody misses is they don't remarket to the customers and their customers do not know everything they can do for them. So there's another thing about, you know, who do you not want to be as your customer? 
and in my business, you know, one, one type of customer I don't want are people that are house flippers, people that are coming in, just flipping the house, getting out of there. They are not a good customer for us for chimneys and safety. They want the very minimum done at the cheapest price. Rarely do they want the full thing done because people that buy our services want, or, you know, they want to be safe in their home. They want it to last for a very long time. And I know just as a matter of business that house flippers aren't interested in my business, so I won't market to them. Think about your business. Who do you not want as a customer? You know who they are. They're like, I don't want any of this or I don't want any of that. Make sure you know who they are so when you market, you keep them out of your marketing. Uh, also, who who do you have that's your current customer that customers that you want more of? Where are those kind of people? Are they in certain neighborhoods or certain areas of town? Are they in certain clubs, certain businesses that you're like, you know, I, this business seems to be very good for me. What are the other businesses in town that, that are just like them, but they don't use my service? I'm telling you, if you will just do that, that thing, remarket to your current customers, thank them for doing business with you, show them all the services you can provide. That's the very first step you should take in all marketing. Don't buy other marketing first. If you have a big customer base, go back in there and mine that database. Clearly you want to have a website that's really marketing one-on-one. You need a website. And you need to be able to be found on Google most of the time. Now, ideally, people just type in your name of your business to search for you. That is the ultimate way to have yourself branded in any category. For instance, right now, about 25% of the people that come to us on our website, we know through analytics, come to us directly through typing our name in. I would love to have that more higher, but um, that is a pretty good ratio from my understanding. They don't do Chimney Sweep Nashville. They type in our name. 25% of them come to us because we've branded ourselves in a way that people know our name as much as anything. If you can get them to type in your name, you win. But if you if not, you still have to be found on Google. So The easiest way to get found on Google is to buy your way to the top, which is called AdWords. In AdWords, you can, you know, bid and have a budget set per day to make sure you show up at the top of the listing. There's good and bad about that. Most people know those are ads and there's a, there's a percentage of people that will click on those. And there's other percentage of people that go down into the map and the map pack is three to five companies that are in that area. And the majority, from what I understand, is people click on that first uh, if they can find a company that they're looking for and they're local. The other thing, though, in the map pack is it's going to show your Google reviews. And Google reviews and all the reviews online are critical. You must have good reviews. You must check this weekly to make sure that you do have good reviews And that if you do have bad reviews, that you answer those bad reviews. Ideally, you bury those bad reviews by having so many good reviews. 
it's not uncommon. Almost every company has some bad reviews. And in fact, you kind of need some bad reviews to make the other ones more legitimate. If it's all positives, a lot of people don't trust that. A lot of people, again, critics math, they want to look at the negatives and they want to see how you handle it. Clearly, you can't have too many negatives. If you've got a lot of positives and a couple negatives, that's still okay. So, Make sure that you show up on Google, whether paying for AdWords or, you know, you're just your organic comes up there. Also, your map pack is very important and your reviews are the most important thing that, you know, the reviews just think about, you know, if you see good reviews for a restaurant. You're going to try that restaurant. Let's just say you're going to go to that restaurant and you're like, yeah, I heard about this restaurant. You pull them up and they have bad reviews. And I've done this myself. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go to that restaurant because of all these bad reviews. Just think about that in your business. You know, how many times would they look you up and they see that you have bad reviews and you never even get the phone call. You don't even know you missed that customer because of your bad reviews. Had a friend of mine. That was, uh, I was doing some TV advertising. He was going to start doing TV advertising and he did. And then he said, you know, it's, it really wasn't working for me. And I said, well, that's surprising. He ran similar ads to what I had. And then I looked on Google and he had terrible reviews. And I said, well, that's like an anchor. I said, you probably did get people to hit on the TV advertising, but people aren't sitting in front of the TV you know, with a notepad and a lot of times even with their phone, they don't, they do a search for you on Google or, you know, Bing or whatever, mostly Google. And then they check out if, and get your phone number that way. So you have to have a two-step approach. You know, if you send out something in the mail, you have to have good reviews because people will check you out and get your phone number that way. Same with TV and radio. They're going to hear your name and then they're going to check you out to make sure you're good. And, and my friend's like, I said, if I, if I was a customer and I saw you on TV and it looked good, then I look you up on Google. I'm not even going to call you. I'm going to call the next guy in line that has good reviews. That's what I'm going to do. You will never know that I didn't even that I didn't even come to you, but you were the one who brought me to the category and maybe made me aware of the need for your services. So another question that a lot of people have is how much should I spend on marketing? And in my opinion, and in most books I've read, you have to spend a minimum of 5% of gross on marketing. And to market your business is and five percent from what I understand is kind of the bare minimum, kind of a you know, kind of keep afloat type of percentage. Some companies market up to ten percent of gross when they're in growth mode to market to you know new customers. But again, you have to start with your current customers first. Take you know, take whatever budget that is to market to them out of that five to ten percent is marketing to your current customer base and, and getting more and more referrals is how that works. But then you need to spend money on outbound marketing to get new customers in. You can't just stay with current customers and marketing to them and hoping for referrals if you're trying to grow. People don't talk to, talk to each other as much as they used to. They don't necessarily refer each other in a lot of ways. 
Um, so you need to have outward bound marketing to, to, to grow as well. So in that, there's a million places to market your business from magazines to networking companies to TV, radio, billboards. You know, there's a million ways. My main thing to talk to you about marketing in that is to track it. You know, don't spend $5,000 on something and not track to see how it did. You must track, you must set up something that tracks, you know, your return and that it's working and how much people are spending off of that advertising. It used to be the yellow pages was all you had to do in service business. Just put a big ad in the yellow pages and that's really all you had to do on marketing. Well, that doesn't work anymore. That absolutely doesn't work and you have to be in a lot of different areas and you have to test it and figure out what works for you. And now that we currently, I probably spend about 6% of my gross on marketing uh, to keep us going. But as we've gotten, you know, as we've gotten better and better at it and tracked it, we know exactly what works and what doesn't for the time being. Nothing keeps working forever either. So you, you have to keep an eye on it. And this is why sometimes it is best to hire a company that watches this and helps you with it. So you must track where you're spending your money and who, you know, what comes back into your company from it. The next thing is Facebook. It's kind of a new thing for us as far as doing ads on Facebook. We have posted on Facebook for years. We've done, you know, stories about our, you know, our people, our customers and things like that. And that is good but it wasn't really trackable and now we do Facebook ads and to kind of tell you the importance of it recently I got my analytics back from how people are searching for us on the internet and for years I've been at about 25% direct hit you know they type in our name and find us which is the best way then about 70% is Google search and then 5% is Yahoo and Bing and everything for us. But we recently engaged a company called Spark Marketer to do our Facebook ads. And he does my websites and everything. They're a great company. But with my report I got back, I showed how now it's only about 50% Google to find us. And 25% is now Facebook, how people are finding my company. The great thing about Facebook so much better than Google is you can tell your story. You can tell something that makes you different. You can tell, have little mini videos and, you know, it's so much more engaging than a Google ad search to tell your story. And probably it's more sticky for people to know who you are. So again, that's become a big thing for us is Google ads. Uh, We still boost posts and we still tell personal stories, but those ads now... I don't understand it well enough. This is definitely something that uh, you have to, in my opinion, hire somebody to do. Because the other thing to do is like A and B ads against each other to see what people are liking and what they do. And I recommend you probably shouldn't do that yourself and focus on the things that you are good at. To address one more thing that he said that I think I'd like to kind of wrap up on is visiting his top 20 clients. I don't think there's anything better than that. I think in today's digital age and 
the way we do everything remotely and through emails and through text, I don't think there's much better than you showing up at the door uh, with some donuts or, you know, gifts or really well-written, you know, handwritten cards and or take them to, you know, a game or uh, something entertaining or, you know, just something really personal. That's what gets and keeps people. I can look back on a lot of the relationships I've had with vendors that were great, but then somebody new came along. Somebody new knocked on my door or I got to meet them in a networking group and they were right there and they were just easy to do business with. And next thing you know, not that anybody did anything wrong. It's just the new people were in front of me. And I think that's critical, especially if you don't have a lot of a lot of clients like we do. We have, you know, hundreds of people every week and we, we need new and different people all the time. But if you're in business to business or you have very, you know, fewer customers, that personal touch is the key. Uh, like I said before, my friend uh, Scott, Scott McCain has a book called Iconic. Again, if you read that book, you're going to understand. He, he um, talks about St. Elmo's Restaurant in Indianapolis, how it's so world class and how personal it is. And he talks about the Fairmont Hotel and how they treat you differently so you come back. And, you know, those kind of things are that's the key in today's business uh, is is that personal touch that you are, you know, the person who owns it, that you care about those people, that you're going to make it special for them, that you, you know, it matters. Their business matters. So, again, I hope these are enough, you know, enough details of how we do it or how I would do it. Uh, I'm starting, as you, I've mentioned, a chocolate business. And one of our focuses is going to be very personalized gifts. I bought a laser really cool laser thing called a glow forge you can look it up it's a neat thing to help us make every gift very personal and we can personalize the chocolate we can personalize the box we can personalize the card in a really unique way because i think that's what's going to make it different today i i read where uh, there's going to be massive brick and mortar closing next year. I think 5,300 stores. One was Payless Shoe Source and uh, Jim Bree and a lot of these companies that were, you know, big and they weren't really personal. You had to go in there and, you know, lucky to find somebody to help you. And so now it's so much easier to go to Amazon. Now, Amazon's not personal at all, but they do kind of have recommendations that kind of personalize it. But the main thing they do is deliver a service and deliver your stuff so well. So now you're in a world that's competing with just delivery of the service. That's, that's you know, the A number one thing you have to do. But if you have a personal relationship on top of that, you can't be beat. You're not going to be beat. If you really care about the people and you reach back and touch your current customers, you know, for us, it's 10 to 12 times a year. If we do business, if you do business with us, you're going to hear from us 10 to 12 times a year through different uh, methods. You're not going to forget who we are. You're going to know we're in business. You're going to know all the other services that we provide that you may have not known. And we're just going to thank you. We're going to thank you over and over that you used us to be your company. 
So again, if you want to hear topics uh, for me to kind of discuss, I will be happy to do that. I got another email kind of as I was doing this podcast from a friend of mine who wants me to talk about husband and wives in business and, and, you know, the challenges of that. So I love people helping me with topics. Another friend of mine uh, today said, hey, uh, on one of your earlier podcasts, you said this is number one of multiple. I, I can't remember which episode it was, and I, I didn't ever do the follow-ups on those, so I got plenty of work to do. This is episode number eight, and I look forward to doing a lot more. Thank you for listening. If you have requests or want to email me, it's mark at markstoner.com, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.